This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hope you had a fabulous sports weekend. I've got some things that I have to get off my chest that are just driving me insane. Join me at 1-800-919-3776 or hit me up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM along with Brian the Brain and Will. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Gordon Damer away for the week on vacation. And let me say this. Ladies and gentlemen, those of you who know me know that I am a fiercely loyal guy. Sometimes to a fault. And if you don't believe that, all you need to know is that the teams I root for heavily, heavily, New York Mets, New York Knicks. Now, you got to have some dedication (laughs) to ride with those two franchises, okay? And I mean riding hard. Like ride or die. That that's the way I'm. Those are my teams. Those are my teams. And I love football. And this was a tough weekend for me because it was the first post football. Don't look at me like I'm a little weird. You know you missed football too this weekend. Almost. You know. Can I tell you something? I almost wish the Pro Bowl was on this weekend. <laughs> Almost, 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 because I needed some football, especially late Saturday night. So, once again, I, I love the Knicks, and I love the Mets. I'm fiercely loyal, fiercely loyal. It takes me a long time to jump off the bandwagon. It takes me a long time to say, you know what, my team is done. But when I do say it, I'm usually right. And here's the problem. It's because in my years of covering sports, I've seen so many teams and players who've been left for dead just pick up and find a way to win, go on a streak, improbable streaks, and find ways to get to the postseason and find ways to win championships. So I'm kind of a guy that's going to wait till the very last minute. But I admit, In one area, I've got to change. Ladies and gentlemen, that dunk contest Saturday night was brutal. It was brutal. I am, and remember, fiercely loyal, right? I'm almost embarrassed that Obi Toppin won that dunk contest. That's how bad the dunk contest was. And many of you have called me over the years various radio stations, and have said, Larry, get rid of the dunk contest. Larry, the dunk contest is done. Let's do something else. We got to find nothing. We got to get some other. Something's got to be done with the dunk contest. Ladies and gentlemen, that dunk contest was so bad Thursday, uh, Saturday night, I'm almost ready to say scrap the dunk contest. I'm almost ready to say forget about it. I don't want to see it anymore. Unless there's going to be wholesale changes. Wholesale changes to it. I mean, listen, the NBA has done a nice job in making adjustments and tweaks to their all-star weekend. 
I wasn't really a big fan going into the weekend as to the new way they're doing the skills. But after seeing it, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I was, I, it was better than what I thought it was going to be. With the three different teams and the different skills, I, it was better than I thought. So I give them credit. The three-point shooting contest, listen, as a guy who played forward a thousand years ago when I played, to see Carl Anthony Towns win the three-point contest was just, you know, I had a little smile on my face for the big cat. Had a little smile. Had a little smile. And so I'm thinking, hey, you know what? This dunk contest, it might be something special. And remember, I'm also, because family roots in the Tar Heel state of North Carolina, I'm, I'm partial to North Carolina in the blue. So when I'm hearing that Cole Anthony is going to be in the dunk contest, I'm kind of, I want to see what he's going to do. I'm, I'm curious. You know, obviously I'm rooting for my man, Obi, Nick guy, but I'm, you know, Carolina, Carolina blue. I'm, I'm, after the way he performed, I went looking for a Duke hat. Why was he wearing Tim's? Maybe you folks can explain it to me. He had trouble jumping his sneakers. How's he going to get some shoes on and try to jump? So it was off to a bad start, and then it just got worse. And then I think the biggest problem for me, very simple, the biggest problem for me is how many times do you get a chance to miss? Now, it's not as bad as it was when Nate Robinson took a weekend to be the slam dunk champion when he missed a gazillion dunks to try to get the right one. They, they got to do something with this, man. This this dunk contest, this this dunk contest was as bad as it's ever been. I mean, maybe, because I know that my, my dad used to tell me, as you get older, you get, you know, you, you're greater than you thought you were. <laughs> but I just, I don't remember Dominic Wilkins missing dunks and, Dr. J missing dunks and Michael Jordan missing dunks and Spud Webb missing dunks and Larry Nance missing dunks. I, I don't remember those guys missing dunks. I don't remember that. Now, maybe they did. Maybe they missed one or so. I don't remember them missing two and three dunks. If you, I don't remember it. And so that dunk contest was, oh, it was bad. It's bad enough that the NBA has got to find a way to redo it. Otherwise, they can't. the way it is right now, you can't run it back next season. Next year in the All-Star game, you can't run it back. You can't run it back the way it is. You've got to make some changes to it. And people have, you know, bringing some some street guys. I heard uh, Buddha on the K show today with uh, K and, and Rosenberg. By the way, get well soon, Don LaGreca. Get well soon, my friend. Donnie under the weather in the hospital. Get well soon. We miss you. Uh, you know, obviously trying to spruce this up. And Buddha has said this to me over the past couple of years. Got to get somebody from the playgrounds and do some stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready to do that yet. I'm, listen, I'm ready to do whatever we can do to spruce up this dunk contest because it was, like I said, it was brutal. Last night's final quarter, and we'll talk about Steph Curry in a minute, but last night's final quarter, 
in the NBA All-Star game was crazy. And this is as close to making it an, a competitive game with the final two minutes of every quarter and then obviously the whole fourth quarter. And attaching the fundraising aspect to it just made it all the better. And so for the the feeling that you had in that game last night, and I know what we always said, they could have had 100, they almost had 200 points. One team almost had 200 points in the All-Star game. <laughs> and so we understood there wasn't a whole lot of defense being played. We knew it, we got it, we believed it, we saw it. But now to have it the way it is, where you have the little attachment to, you know, uh, winning for a charity, that's what makes it so good. And you saw the players really, really, really go all out, playing some defense. Ladies and gentlemen, Steph Curry is from another world. That's all I'm saying. Steph Curry is from another world. From his distance and how he shoots is, I mean, and turning around, asking people in the crowd, did it go in? I mean, <laughs> he's just incredible. He is. He's incredible. He's unbelievable. What an unbelievable shooter. Unbelievable shooter. And he put on a show last night. I mean, you're talking 16 threes? What? <laughs> That's crazy. He's the man. There's no question about it. As a matter of fact, Michael K, and we'll share that with you, he was talking about how he watched it with his son and what his son said about Steph Curry and just, just going all into him and just loving the performance. It brought to mind the question, especially after watching, you know, Michael Jordan embrace LeBron James and people talking about that's, you know, really a, a legend, generational legends connecting with each other. But I got to tell you, with all due respect to LeBron, who is a tremendous player, okay, tremendous longevity, what he's been able to accomplish and to still have the same ability, to still have the same uh, you know, production at his age and the minutes he's played. And remember, he went through a, st a stretch where he had eight straight finals appearances, which means he played as long as you could play. And for him to still be as effective as he is now, it just tells you how what tremendous shape he's in. But you know what? Steph Curry? Conversation of who's the face of the NBA right now? Steph Curry's got a shot, baby. Steph Curry's got a shot. He really does. He really does. With performances like what he gave you last night and how he's been able to win championships. Who do you think is the face of the NBA right now? Is it Steph? John Morant? <laughs> he's... He's moving up the list. 
You saw that dunk he had? He needed to be in the dunk contest. Justice is in the Bronx. Hey, Justice, you're batting leadoff on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry, how you doing today, my dude? I'm doing good, man. What's happening? I'm cool. Just picked up my lady from work, Ty, and I'm going right. to talk to you about all the positive things you just said. Okay, talk to me. All right, so first and foremost, the dunking contest, the worst ever, yes. <sighs> but <sighs> we cannot get rid of it, only because a lot of people from the past couple of years have said that they don't even consider that or they don't even like that as an as a opportunity for people. That's an athleticism that we are so special to have. Our ethnicity can do so many things that people don't understand. And a dunking concert is one thing that I appreciate. I remember watching Dominique versus Jordan. That was one of the best of the best. Even commercial, I did not go to the bathroom. I'm staying there because I don't know what was going to happen. The best of the best. I'm not excusing these guys. But you got to take it serious straight to the heart. Straight to the heart because you were gifted, you're still gifted, so exploit that. Everybody talking, let's do this, let's do that. No, take it serious, man. Take it really, really serious. You got to be thankful to even be involved in that because who are the two names I just said? Dominique and Jordan. And I don't care what anybody says, I think Dominique won. Yeah, he did the same dunk a couple of times, but he did it powerful. <laughs> powerful. My second thing to you, Larry, uh-huh. you've been on point with a lot of things that's going on in New York. You've got to love them. But, man, listen, we've got to stop complaining because it's been too long. It's like you and your relationship with your wonderful family. You and your wife ain't going to complain about the same thing for 15 years. You're going to do something. We've been complaining about the same thing for 15 years, even mm-hmm. longer. I'm just saying 15. We've got to stop complaining. Yo, let them do something. We're still going to be a fan. I ain't going to lie. I'm still watch. I'm going to still hope. I got faith. I believe in God. But I know I'm 46. I'm going to die not seeing a parade, you know? I hear you. I hear you, Justice. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. Listen, I, I get what you're saying. The athleticism is is it's there. I just think they, they've got to tweak something. This, Justice, this was bad. <laughs> the athleticism, we didn't, we didn't really get the chance to see a lot of it. Because of the fact that what they were able to do or not do, they couldn't finish it. I mean, listen, if you're going to have a dunk contest, then you better make sure that you have practiced the dunks that you're going to use. It's like, you knew some of those dunks. I mean, and I get nervousness. I get that. I understand it. But come on. Come on. Y'all got to do better than what you did last night. Got to do better. I mean, it's Saturday night. And listen, Obi, Obi gave me something. But like I said, you know, and yeah, I, I know, call me a prisoner of the moment. Call me whatever you want. But if you are a serious dunker, okay, you're not missing three, four dunks. You're not missing them. Come on now. You do the ones that you can do and add some spice to them. That's all I'm saying. And clearly, Saturday night, when nobody was really blowing anybody out of the park, I mean, just some just some added addition dunks to what you normally do would have been perfect. You're the one. There's no question. You're the one easy. 
I'm just saying. Come on, y'all. You got to be good. I mean, I get it. Aaron Gordon was fabulous. Zach Levine's been tremendous. I get it. There's some guys who really can do some things. And I think Ja Laurent, if he got in there, I mean, come on. He would be, he would put the lights out. Okay? I'm telling you. But it's showtime, man. We, what do we do? We measure you by how you are when the light shines the brightest. That's what we want to know. That's what we want to see. Prime time, we want to see you show off what you can do. And I get Kenny Smith, Kenny DeJet Smith talking about, hey, you know, some of these guys are in-game dunkers trying to smooth it out. Come on, man. You knew what you were when you tried to go in there and do that dunk contest. Come on. AJ's in the Bronx. What's up, AJ? Hey, Larry. What's going on, Larry? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Headed to work right now. Just listening to you as usual. Uh, I just wanted to address a few things you said. Mm-hmm. First of all, LeBron James is the face of the NBA. It's not even a question. But let's not be, let's not start asking that question. All right. Leading both together is the, is the is the face of the NBA. Whatever LeBron says is is law. So LeBron's the face. Number two, that caller said Dominique beat Jordan. Listen, just because you dunk the ball hard, same windmill does not mean you beat Jordan. That that comment made zero sense. I, I don't even understand it. And with the dunk contest, listen, it, it's so easy. It's so easy, Larry. I don't even understand. You know, you play today, don't care about it. They they do not. We're, we're trying to squeeze a – how do you say that? We're trying to squeeze a square into a triangle. We're trying uh-huh. to make people care about things they don't care about. These guys don't care. Leave them alone. Cancel this dunk contest crap. Or what you can do is – Put some money into it. Get the top three street dunkers. They're all on YouTube. I watch them. I watch them a lot. They put them all on YouTube. First place, 100,000. Second place, 50. Third place, 25. Street guys against the NBA. Make the competition, and I guarantee you, you're going to see the competitive juices start flowing. Unless you do that, these guys just don't care, Larry. They don't care. I hear you, AJ, and it's sad. And it's sad because, you know what, AJ, if you don't care, then don't get into the dunk contest. Yeah, these guys, this, this, these guys right now, this is uh, Generation Z, they call it, Generation Z. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what these guys are today. But you see how they are in real life. You talk to them. They're all in their cell phones. They're all distracted. They're making tons of money. They don't care about this dunk contest. Like, we're trying to make guys care because of nostalgia. You know, Jordan, mm-hmm. Kobe, Vince Carter. Like, we remember mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady. Yeah. It's us. We remember these guys. So we're trying to make them care. They yeah. don't care. John Morant went on TV and he literally said, I don't want to do it. I yeah. don't want to do it. Like, he, they're telling you they don't mm-hmm. want to do it. Let's stop having these bums join these dunk contests to, to, to embarrass themselves. The guys we want to see don't do it. LeBron dodged it for 20 damn years. Yeah. Like, they don't want to do it. They yeah. don't want to do it. Let's leave them alone. Let's cancel it until these guys want to do it. That's all I got to say, Larry. All right, AJ. Thanks for checking in. I got it. I'm just saying. It's got to be better than what... If it can't be any better than it was Saturday night, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Get rid of it. And I'm saying, even because a player on my favorite team won, and Obi Toppin, that's decent dunks. But I think the thing that really gets me is all the dunks they miss. Well, no, he didn't. No, he's got he's got three more chances because it wasn't going in a downward motion. Come on. If, if he didn't do it after four, he can't do that dunk. Four times he misses, he can't do it. He can't do it.
He can't do it. Practice a dunk that you know you're going to be able to do. How do you go out there and embarrass yourself like that? I mean, and then, and listen, and then do the same one. Like, I'm going to get it. No, no, no. I'm going to, no, I'm going to do it. No, listen, come up with, have like two or three other ones. <laughs> if this one don't work, I got this, I got this next one. Because it was, just, I mean, we're there all night. And, and they're like, and they're waving, trying to get the crowd into it. Make some dunks. You want to get the crowd into it? Slam the ball in the, dunk it. Do show, show me something. Give me a reason to get up out of my seat. I paid all this money to look at the dunk contest and you try, you want me to work? You not working? And I got to tell you, other than the slam dunk contest, and I know everybody's been piling on. I know. I get it. But that's how bad it was. And fortunately for me, uh, the way they played in the All-Star game last night, that fourth quarter, Steph Curry's tremendous performance. Listen, LeBron was good too. <laughs> Joel Embiid, listen, he's had a heck of a year, hasn't he? That kid's been dominant. Dominant. We'll see how he's able to go with the uh, workout with James, James Harden after the All-Star break when they get back rolling together. And what a tough break for Chris Paul and Phoenix, right? I mean, tops out West. He's done probably for the regular season. And what a tremendous player. That's a big loss for Phoenix. It's going to take Monty Williams and his staff. And I haven't looked at their schedule to see how, you know, how they're going to be able to manage it, how tough it is. But to not have that guy who is the captain of your ship, who is a unbelievable leader who passes the ball like very few have ever done in this, in this league to have him out, not available for a, for a month or more at this time of the season, going down the stretch when you really need to, you know, cement yourself where you're going to be and where you're going to go and to try to get the best position you can in the postseason so you have home court advantage so that deciding game is going to be in your building. It's, it's tough. It's tough for him not to be there. It really is. Eli's in Washingtonville. He's next on 9870 ESPN. Hey, Eli. Hey, Larry. What's going on? Listen, man, a uh, couple of things about this All-Star uh, competition a weekend. Well, first, you know, the dunk contest. Listen, a lot of people are calling for this YouTube thing. And I think it will work because, mm -hmm. you know, it will bring more athletes to, to, the, to the table, which the, the dunk contest is missing. You say to yourself, Zach Levine and Gordon, they brought it back because they yep. were athletic they and did. they were able to do the dunks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but listen, the, 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 the great thing about this All-Star weekend was that fake hug that LeBron James <laughs> and Michael Jordan uh, shared uh, in the uh, – the 75-player uh, ceremony. Mm -hmm. Listen, you can tell there's uh, still a lot of animosity between them two. And for that quarter that I said that LeBron James is the face of the NBA, no, he's not. Listen, Jer Dallas Cowboy jersey sales are high, and they're not the, they, they, they're not the face of the NFL. You know, it's ever since, for me, mm -hmm. ever since Kevin Durant went to Golden State and made that three-pointer where LeBron ran for the hills not to guard him. Mm -hmm. 
that's when LeBron stopped being the face of the NBA. Wow. It went from Kevin Durant, and now that he's hurt, they went to step back to Steph Curry because he, the guy, is 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 a winner. Yeah. And you have to admit this LA project was an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. But you bring one chip that was one in a bubble, and now the team is an atrocity, and you want to blame Linka when you orchestrated this team. I mean, this move to bring Westbrook. You're not Ooh. listen. He's 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 going he's going out there. He's reaching right now because he knows that his career's over. He's never going to catch Mike. And you know that's why I think Jordan said, you know what? Let me give this guy a hug. And Jordan said, you know what? You'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> you know, look, Jordan talking. Listen, it was, it's over. Go retire. You're second best. That's it. Well, I'll Go say retire. this, Eli. I, I will say this. I will say, I will say this, and thanks for the phone call, is that uh, even though the Lakers are not playing well, it's not because of LeBron James. He is still just – Think about this. He has played now for 18 years. And as I mentioned, eight consecutive finals, eight out of the last nine before this recent stretch, he was there and having gone at least six or seven almost every round. I mean, come on. He is, he, he's, he's, longevity is a key component to greatness and his production is still good. Now we can, we can critique his general manager skills. <laughs> Maybe they're not that great, but listen, I think Alan Hahn said it great. A couple of weeks ago, you've got two of the top five great players in the NBA, arguably in LeBron and Anthony Davis. And you're struggling. And mostly you're struggling because Anthony Davis cannot stay healthy. He can't. He can't stay healthy. And the Russell Westbrook experiment has not worked. Simply hasn't. Now, I don't know whether they need to bring him off the bench or whether it's a situation where he's got to push the basketball and, you know, because he's just, he has such a struggle shooting jumpers. Threes are, forget about it. But just a mid-range jumper. I mean, if he think about this, if he could have half the season DeMar DeRozan's having, and he doesn't shoot a bunch of threes, I mean, that guy is the master of the mid-range jumper. He's not trying to. He's not. He's not worried about going out there shooting no threes. He kills you from the foul line in, <laughs> left to right side of the court, kills you. Boy, if LeBron could get Russell Westbrook to do that, that team would be in so much better shape. So much better. You had to know with the age of many of those players, either injury, fatigue, a bunch of different things, coming off a shortened season back to a regular season was going to have some issues. And the availability of a lot of those players has been key. That's why they struggle the way they have. That's part of the reason. That's part of the reason they struggle. Danny's in Long Island. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Danny? Hey, how you doing? Great. Um, just to piggyback on the phone call from before, I'm a Lakers fan. Um, 
I feel like after Kobe was towards the tail end of his career, the Lakers drafted perfectly. You got guys like Clarkson, Russell, Randall. Then going a little further, we had Josh Hart. We had uh, Lonzo Ball. We had Ingram. You look at all these guys, Kuzma, Caruso. We drafted perfectly. And I feel like we risk our future for LeBron. Um, and then on top of that, we risk it for AD. And you look at AD now, he's always hurt. He could have told you that before he came to the Lakers. He was always hurt in New Orleans. And you gave up all that depth. You look at Ingram balling. You look at all these guys that were on our team balling. Jordan Clarkson, the sixth man over there in, yeah. in Utah. Yeah. Um, and you gave it up for, for AD. And he's never, he's never playing. Yeah, he's top five. But if your top five guy is not playing, wouldn't it have been better to have two or three more people that could fill in those gaps, you know, that could shoot threes, that could space the floor out? You go and get Westbrook. You were guarding Westbrook when he was on a rocket, 10 feet away from the three-point line. You knew he couldn't shoot. And I think LeBron, you know, he's been able to get away with being the GM, but I think he got beside himself, and he's not realizing he's getting older. Yeah, you could average these 30 points and these triple-doubles, but you need help. You need shooting. We have none of that. We have Stanley Johnson who came out of nowhere from a 10-day contract that is our best player. And just to get back on the, the dunk contest, I blame LeBron for it also. You look at the greats before him. You got Jordan. You got Kobe. And then LeBron was the next superstar. He never gave us that. And I feel like all the stars in the NBA are like, hey, LeBron didn't do it. I ain't got to do it. And now you got the eighth man, ninth man, tenth man on a, on a roster. And all-star weekend, it's all-star weekend. I don't want to see scrubs dunking. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. None of us want to see it. And that's why we keep getting the dunk contest that we get. I feel like until a superstar gets back in the dunk contest, just the wild power, they could do a behind-the-back dunk, a little regular dunk, and we'd be amazed because it's a superstar. And that's just my gripe with the weekend. I feel like they got to get it together because it's unbearable to watch that dunk contest anymore. It was bad, Danny. Danny, it was bad. Horrible. <laughs> it Horrible, was brutal, Danny. I tell you, I was happy that the game, the game saved it. Right, the game, especially that fourth quarter and what Steph was able to do in the game and LeBron and the other guys, that's what saved the weekend because, and thanks for the phone call, because they were just, I mean, oh, like I said, it's not only that they couldn't dunk, it's that they missed so many of them. Like, what are you doing? Like, who did you see when you looked in the mirror that morning? to think you were going to make those dunks. I mean, listen, clearly, I'm just saying, don't you think if they had really, really practiced those dunks, really, really practiced those dunks, that they would have done a better job? They couldn't have practiced them. They couldn't have. Not as bad as they were. And then to not have others... I mean, didn't you think that somebody would be fantastic and you would have to go and take the next step? Oh, I got to elevate with this. Oh, he could be doing this. Let me, man, I got to go up with something just unbelievable. Nope. Nothing. Bad. Really bad. Monday night edition of the show. Thanks for joining us on this Monday at 1-800-919-3776. Also be a Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. So in the first hour, we were talking about All-Star Weekend and how bad the slam dunk contest is. And, and I also told you that, you know, I am a guy who's extremely loyal to my teams. 
And I, listen, I love the dunk contest, and people have been telling me, as I mentioned, that get rid of it, uh, get some street guys, do whatever. The, and I'm like, well, you know, give them another chance. There's some guys we get. I'm done. I I I I, I surrender. We got to do something because it was awful. And you heard what I said about how great LeBron James is, right? Now, this is the other thing that really drove me nuts this weekend. Listen to Jay Williams. Now, Jay Will is part of Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. You can hear them 8 to 10, Monday through Friday, right here on 98.7 ESPN. And LeBron has said that he wants to stay playing, wants to continue to play in the NBA until his son plays, and then he wants to be on the same team as his son. All right? Here's what Jay Williams had to say about the Knicks possibly drafting Bronny so they could have LeBron. I would love to see it happen just because I think it would be something very much so that the Knicks would do in LeBron James' last year of his career. I don't think that's what the Knicks should do. No, not at all. This to me is you got to burn a draft pick on a, on a guy who's not worth the pick, and then you got to get a guy in his last year who's probably not going to be as good anymore. But also, like, a high draft pick. Yeah. Like, people are sitting there, oh, well. The, the Knicks have those. Don't worry about that. I, I know what you're saying, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you're, you're burning, like, a potential, look, Realistically, guys, if you're telling me that LeBron James is willing to leave his situation and play one last year with his son, think about the visibility. Think about the economics around what that would do for a franchise. What that would do for a franchise. That franchise would be the most watched franchise in all sports. Like, So the value that he brings to a franchise, so not just about burning a first-round pick, like that's a good lottery pick potentially that you will be burning. All right, and... Let's hear what Dave and Rick, DPH and Rothenberg, they talked about it earlier this morning. They're on from 5 to 8, Monday through Friday. We all knew LeBron's end game was to play with Bronny somewhere. Yeah. He just now, but that's a, weird, that's a weird dynamic for me because Bronny is not, he's not like LeBron 2.0. So would you mortgage anything to wind up with 39-year-old LeBron and, and a kid that maybe is deserving of being a bench player in the NBA? Well, you don't know what he's going to be yet. I mean, give him some time, and we'll see what he turns himself into. No one's saying he's going to go with the first overall pick, but, I mean, let's— The Knicks will do this. The, trust no, me. No, don't. Don't say that. The, the Knicks will have the number one pick. They'll be like a generational player. They'll take Bronny. LeBron will sign here, and it'll be this tour of, of we say goodbye to LeBron and, and old, decrepit LeBron James here at the Garden. See, this is why it is so hard to be a Knicks fan. Okay, this is why it is so tough to always want to be the butt of everybody's jokes. Okay? Because as much as I hate to admit it, Rothenberg is not wrong. Can you see the Knicks doing something like that? Now listen, I have just extolled the virtues of LeBron James over the multiple times over the first hour of this show tonight. As a Knicks fan, I don't want LeBron James on my team at age 39. As a Knicks fan, I don't want LeBron James on my team at 35. Because personally, when we reached out to him, he didn't want any parts of us. Okay, as a Knicks fan, I took it personally. If I take my, my fandom jersey off and talk to you as a host, on ESPN, I understand why LeBron didn't come here. What, <laughs> to do what? With what? There's nobody here. Okay, was he? He would have to bring folks with him 
to make this work. So logically, I get it. Logically, he is no different than anybody else. The only people that want to come here have to be overpaid. And that has not changed. And we thought it might change after last season because of the fact that, you know, at least the franchise was functioning professionally, right? At least the franchise wasn't the butt of everybody's joke. At least the franchise at that time wasn't, uh, you know, look at the Knicks. The, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, before they got good, the Los Angeles Clippers, before they became Lob City, we were the Clippers of the East Coast. That's how dysfunctional it was here. With multiple less than 20 win seasons. You know how tough that is to do in the NBA? With lottery picks and ping pong balls and all that stuff. You know how tough it is to be a less than 20 win team on multiple occasions? Well, that's what this franchise has done. And so when I'm hearing this about Bronny, drafting Bronny, so you could bring LeBron here. I don't, I don't want any parts of that sideshow. Only parts of it. Can you bring me? I've already got guys who I've drafted that can't play. Already got them. Shipped them out. Wasted years. Wasted three years. Wasted three years on Frank Nilakina. Wasted three years on Kevin Knox. Okay, I've wasted years. I need some legitimate draft choices now. The playtime is over. As a Knicks fan, I want to see a championship. It is so bad. As a Knicks fan, that you look at the... And listen, the 90s Knicks were great. Okay, for what they were able to do. For them to go toe-to-toe with some of the top teams in the NBA. For 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 you knowing that your team was had what every fan wants, sustainable success and a chance to win the championship. Okay, no, they didn't win. But things have been so bad, you would think that they won multiple championships by the way we talk about those 90s teams. Because at least they were in the hunt. And they didn't do the things that we're talking about getting done. They were able to get some folks in the draft, get a really good coach who made the adjustment to the talent he had as opposed to making the talent he had adjust to him. I know when he first came in, he was Pat the Rat, talking about Pat Riley, but while he was here, he he understood what he had. He knew this was not the Showtime's Lakers. There was no Magic Johnson or Kareem or James Worthy anywhere in this franchise. So he played the way they could play. Tough physical defense. Keep the points down low because he knew he didn't have a lot of offense. He knew he had Ewing with some points, and hopefully he could get two or three other scores to give him something. <laughs> and that's how they that's how they excelled. That's how they won multiple fifty year fifty win seasons. And so those days you look at it as a fond memory. And now, you know, for most of the of the 21st century it's it's been it's it's been a joke and to me this is the ultimate one lebron would be 39 and listen i get he wants to play with his son that's great you know the griffies did it 
Kane and Junior Griffey, they did it. They played together. It was great. Okay, it's it's nice. It's a great story. All right? I don't, I, I don't want my team to be that story. I hear what Jay Will is saying about money and the, the most watched and all the other stuff. People watch winners. Okay, suppose they go to a team that's not winning. Do you think people are really going to still watch LeBron and Bronny? Not as much as the winning team. And I think it's great, father and son playing on the same team. I think it would be fabulous. As a dad, that would be a dream come true for me to have that happen. But listen, with the team right now that can't hold a 22, 25, or 28-point lead, looking at a season that's been a waste, not knowing what the future is going to behold, not knowing whether you're going to get draft choices, not knowing whether you're going to have the same coach. The the franchise is in flux again. This just, I mean, just, just just set me off. What you have to say about Bronny coming to the Knicks so the Knicks can get LeBron at 39. Before I get to the calls, let me just tell you how frustrating it is to be a Nick fan. Let me just tell you one more thing. You saw how the Nets signed Goran Dracic today? Picked him up, former Heat guard. Listen, I know he doesn't play defense. I get it. But he can still pass the basketball. And that's what happens when players see potential on the team. You want to be a part of it, man. You want to hook into it. You want to, you want to be a part of that squad. I mean, the Nets don't need him. I mean, how many point guards you got? <laughs> you got Kyrie. You got Gordon. I mean, you got Patty Mills. You got Seth Curry. I mean, how many guards? How many guards you? How many guards you gonna play at one time? I mean, it's, once again, I get it. You want to have depth? I get it. Don't know what the vaccination situation is going to be. It's going to be some games on the road. Might have some back-to-backs. May not be able to have Kyrie available at home. I get it. I understand. But this is what I'm talking about. That you had hoped as a Nick fan that last year would change that so that players would, you know, want to come there. And once again, I look, I'm not losing sleep. Over not getting Gordon Drogic. I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm just saying as an example. Man, he would be the best point guard on this Nick team. Until Derrick Rose got back. But once again, being honest, looking at your team logically, unemotionally, the way this team is playing, if you had a chance to go somewhere else, would you come here? Not right now. I know I wouldn't. Not right now. Back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Anthony's in Free Hope. What's up, Ant? Hey, Larry. Love the show. Great show. Thank you, sir. No problem. I just wanted to uh, kind of touch on, on the uh, 
slam dunk contest, if I may, but I also mm-hmm. I want to piggyback off of what you just said about the Knicks. Um, is it is it fair to say, I mean, I believe personally, last year's most valuable player for the Knicks, I understand Julius Randle went on an insane, you know, run, crazy year, but without Derrick Rose this year, it just proves that, you know, we needed him last year, and we, we, we need him this year. Not that he's going to, you know, produce and put up what his MVP numbers were, but he was the clue that held the team together. He, you know, he facilitated. He, he was clutch when we needed him to be. You know, he, he's, that, he's that game manager. He's, you know, he's, he's still Derrick Rose. You know what I mean, Larry? Yeah, sure do. I got it. There's no question. I, I, also, wanted to, uh, I also wanted to touch on the dunk contest and yeah. just reiterate what everyone in the world has been saying, that this dunk contest was at the absolute worst that it has <laughs> ever been. Um, and to me personally, I feel like they just have to do two things. Number one, make the dunkers that are in the dunk contest um, in that, that are actually in the all-star game. You get these, mm-hmm. you know, four... They're, they're, they're still NBA players. They're not stars by any means. They can make them into stars like they did with uh, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, you know, but with with this format that they have, you know, with the with the dunkers that they have going, you know, it's just, it's just not going to, you know, pan out. I just wanted to hear your take on that all. Thanks, Larry. Have a good show. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words. Listen, I'm, I'm open to anything. I am open to anything to make sure that this dunk contest gets better. I'll take I'll take the top four street ballers against the top four NBA All-Stars. I don't care. I need something. I mean, think of it this way. Let's get back to the calls in a second. The way this is built up, the way it's set up on, on All-Star Saturday night, the slam dunk contest is supposed to be the highlight of the evening. Supposed to be. The skills... Okay, yeah, great. Like I said, I was a little, didn't know what I, what to expect, but the way they did the teams, it was okay. I enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. And for me, like I said, seeing Carl Anthony Towns win the three-point shooting contest, I was great. I enjoyed it. And I was ex- hoping that, you know, the dunk contest was going to surpass, just just take me to the next level. Man, please. Didn't do it. Again. Okay, again. Not it's a bad year. It didn't happen. Well, you know, these things happen. Guys have a bad night. No. No. This is an epidemic. And yet there's been outliers, like we said. We talked about Aaron Gordon. You know, we talked about some other guys. Zach Levine. We've talked about some guys that just were like, you know, just whoo man and like I said the thing that bothers me the most is how many you miss and here's the other thing you miss all your dunks and you still get points if you miss all your dunks you should be shown the door see ya out bye you miss you have all you have three opportunities and you miss the dunk, and and listen, it's not three because people know how to. Okay, well I can't slam it because if I put the uh, the forward motion down, then you know, so, so, it's that's really an attempt. So I can just up. Oh, no, I don't feel it right. No, no, I don't. Nah. 
You don't hit any dunks, you're done. Give him any points. For what? He didn't do anything but waste our time. Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on 98.7. Hey, uh, what's going on? It's like old times tonight. Hey, Buddha, what's <laughs> <seven. laughs> Yeah, man. I got my boy in the captain's chair. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, there's three things I took away from this weekend. I mean, you touched on it. Um, the first thing is, boy, you feel for Chris Paul, man. I mean, like, every time he gets a chance to get close, he gets hurt, man. And, yeah. you know, looking at the, the landscape of what's going on, man, with the Warriors, with the Grizzlies, you really think, you know, he might not get that ring, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know if they're going to get back to the finals again, man. You know? Yeah. Feel for him, man. You know, old-school type player. Mm-hmm. You know, athleticism was not the primary part of his game. He's tough as nails, man. And, um, yeah. you know, it just hurts to see that happen to a guy like that, man. Absolutely. You know, um, now with the face of the league stuff and all of everything like that, I mean, I agree with the guy who had called you earlier after everybody had chimed in on that and said it's pretty much a collective now. I mean, LeBron is probably the most famous player. But when you're looking at LeBron, it's like, um, you know, the kid with the golden arm, man. When A.J. Hito spit that wine in uh, Golden Arm Stacey, he was still great. But he just wasn't what he was. And, you know, you hear LeBron talking about he's was he might go back to Cleveland. Yeah, you're going to go back to Cleveland. Well, they got young players there. He's got a team full of old guys. He got old guys on the start lineup. He got old guys on the bench. <laughs> Anthony Davis, I mean, I think they squeezed all they could get out of him. The Lakers are going to have to, they're going to probably have to get rid of both of them. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure LeBron is going to say to them, like, look, you know, um, I need to get up out of here. I mean, ain't nothing happening there. They, they, they look stale. When you watch them play, they they look stale. I mean, he's playing well, but a lot of times it's insignificant. It doesn't even you know he's, like he's the game that he used to play. You know, driving, dishing. He's throwing the ball out to people that they can't hit the shot, mm-hmm. except for the kid Reeves. Yep. the kid Reeves is the only one out there that can hit the three pointer. It, it, it's a mess. They got rid of all their youth. That I mean, they got their ring, but I'm pretty sure Lakers fans are a little disappointed. I, 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 I'm pretty sure they thought they were gonna get more. Than um, one playoff run, uh, you know, one real playoff run out of three seasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, dunk contest is what it is. Um, we spoke about this a thousand times. I mean, there's nothing new to talk about, about changes and, you know, incorporating different types of people in it and yada, yada, yada. Um, but I don't really want to focus on that in terms of with the NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, You know, what was very powerful, touching, poignant, you know, whatever adjective you want to use. Uh, I, I talked with Spike about this earlier, you know, yesterday. Is um, when you saw those OGs come out there, mm-hmm. you saw Oscar Robinson. Mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't there, when you saw Willis Reed, you see these mm-hmm. guys, these old men, with these broke-up fingers yeah. and everything. And, you know, you realize what they did for this league and for all these young guys that are getting all these millions of dollars and, you know, all these commercials and everything. And and then he related sort of like to the NFL, like the NBA now is like sort of like the polar opposite of the NFL. I mean, the NFL, like, you know, Junior Seau 
they killed themselves. They try to act like, you know, that CTE didn't exist. You know, uh, we talk about you know, inclusion, but we don't have it going on in our sport. And it seems like the NBA, like, loves their players more. It's more believable when they're talking about things that they want to get done in the community and all that. You know, seeing Bill Russell, man, the big O, you got to cherish these moments, man. It's true. This might be the last time you ever see them cats on a stage like that. You understand what I'm saying? These men are getting up there in years, man. And and, and imagine what they went through. You know, you Mm -hmm. like a lot of times, you know, we talk to young people and we tell them, look, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to embrace your your history and all. And even us in our middle ages, we need a refresher on that. Mm -hmm. You you have any idea what Bill Russell went through? And people start talking about who's the greatest players of all time. Do you have any idea what that man went through, playing, being told he couldn't stay in certain hotels and things like that, and still coming out there and having to perform, people throwing stuff at them? Talk about people throwing popcorn at you now. You know what they were doing back in the days? Man, God bless them dudes, man. That was a beautiful moment in that halftime, introducing those cats, man, seeing those old cats come out there, man. You know, that touched my heart, man. You know, it was a positive. The game ain't even that good, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. The last quarter is all right. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> these guys are just letting each other run straight yeah. down the middle of the lane and focus. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, just appreciative of those older gentlemen. Glad that they get their last couple of moments in the sun. You know, that's it's all true, my Buddha. problem. It's true. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. You're right. And it just brought back, I mean, for me, who grew up playing the game and loving the game, it just brought back, like, so many memories to see George Gervin, the Iceman, and to see, you know, those the members of those, that champion, the last championship Nick team, Jerry Lucas and Earl the Pearl Monroe and Dave DeBusher being on the 75th team, 75th anniversary team, Clyde, and also Clyde going into, he's already a Hall of Famer, for his basketball skills, now going in in the Kurt Gowdy wing for broadcasting. And just watching those guys, man, just take you back. And not even going back that far. I mean, Gary Payton and, you know, all those players in the – Clyde Drexler and those players in the 90s, man. And I'll share this with you, uh, Buddha. When you talk about Bill Russell and some of the things he had to go through, I remember having the pleasure of interviewing him many years ago as a young broadcaster in the business. And he shared with me that the racial tension in Boston was so thick uh, because usually there's a, there's, a, there's a theory that most of the times as we have advanced that fans root for the uniform as opposed to who's in the uniform. Right. Well, he's my guy. Okay, I'm rooting for him. He's in the uniform. That's my guy. But before that, the issues that uh, Bill Russell had when he was playing, he said one day he came home and he found that somebody had broke in and defecated in his bed and wrote some not so nice things on his wall. It's got to be tough to still have a love 
for the game, it's got to be tough to still have a passion for the game. But that's what drove those players who had those issues and those problems in the early days of the NBA. It's unbelievable. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.